Welcome to Travel Trails. Do you like listening to stories? A good storyteller draws us in and makes us feel part of the story so that we can't wait to hear what happens next. It's especially fun when we don't anticipate how the story is going to end. Storytelling is certainly an important part of our culture as elders use stories to share their knowledge with the younger generations. Do you know that storytelling is an important part of the Bible? Jesus often used stories called parables to teach the people. The Old Testament is filled with all types of stories. Drama, suspense, action, adventure, love stories, and much more. A reason why these stories are in God's Word is because they provide instruction for our lives. On today's program, one of our elders... Bill Jackson is going to share a Bible story and explain God's lesson for us in it. And remember, a good story doesn't end the way we think as it's going to go, especially when we think we know the story. Been try, trying to read through the Bible and uh, that through the Old Testament, I find very, well, a lot of very interesting stories. No doubt you have come across that too when you read because some people just don't read the Old Testament. I think, I think it would be good because it is, it is kind of a, a, a footing, we'll say, for the New Testament. When you read the New Testament and there's some things there you Read about, yeah, I saw that in the Old Testament. A lot of quotations from the Old Testament. There's also stories that I like. And uh, one time when I was preaching from this portion of God's Word, that's 2 Samuel 21, verses uh, 15 to 17. Um, I asked the congregation in that particular area, how many of you have heard of David and Goliath? And nobody said, I said, I want to know. So, oh, so many hands went up. Most of the people. So I said, you heard about David. I put it this way, not just David and Goliath. You heard about David and the giant. Who won? Of course. Yeah, David did. No problem. Okay, second question. How many of you have heard of David and a giant that beat him? Well, we can put almost beat him. But you'll know from the story that the giant did beat David and somebody in fact, his nephew came to rescue him. Have you heard that story? In that particular congregation, uh, I think there was one. Yeah, I've read that. 
All right. So I'm going to read that for you and comment on it a little bit as to why it happened that way. Why I think it happened that way. Okay. One here is uh, the first part, chapter 21, 2 Samuel, and verse 15. Now, I'll read the three verses, quite long verses, and this is what it says. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines and David waxed faint. Now, I'm reading here from the old King James. I believe that uh, the same part reads, David grew faint. I think from the new King James, from the old King James, there's no difference. I believe it's just... Uh, trying to say the same thing that David actually got played out, tired. Okay, I'll keep on reading. And Ishbabinab, which was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, he being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, succored him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swear unto him, saying, You shall no, go no more out with us to battle, that you quench not the light of Israel. To me, that's an interesting story. First of all, there was giants existing in those days. Giants, the fallen ones, and what transpired before that in the time of Noah, that there was relationship between fallen, fallen angels and, and uh, daughters of men. I know again that's another area where Hey, don't say too much about it. People believe it different about it. Well, maybe, but I'd be willing to sit down with anybody and say, hey, what about this? There were giants there. By the way, they were finally all gotten rid of in the land of Israel. And uh, that's interesting study regarding it. Very interesting. I believe also that it would be good... When we want to know the truth, we pr pray about it first before we get into the study that God would open our understanding to the truth of his word. I pray when I prepare messages that God would open the minds of hearers to get what we're trying to say from God's word. And um, we go back to this, that there was war again. If that was written, I, I wonder how many times, again, 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 even to the day, today, uh, there's wars, there's, there's hatred, there's uh, misunderstanding of God's word or, 
or denial of the word of God um, in the Middle East. And uh, sometimes when we read of something that happened hundreds of years ago or thousands of years ago, and it's still going on today, it's, I don't think it should be very hard to understand. There was hatred in those days. There was wars in those days. And my, when you read the Old Testament, it seems like uh, a large part of the scripture is referring to wars, wars. Well, can we change it? No, not this part of this happened already. It's only God that's going to bring an end to wars one day. I trust that's not going to be too awful long when the Lord Jesus comes to be ruler on earth, where God's will will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Like lightning in the eastern sky Visible way out west, you'll return on clouds of glory, and every eye will see you then. Your city 
And the nations begin to tremble at the sight. to this second Samuel 21:15 There was war again and uh, the Bible says let's gather that here together David grew faint David waxed faint David we know from that scripture he was tired and in this confrontation between him and a giant it was very difficult. Um, it doesn't say this, but how did he know, how did they know that David was getting beat in this particular time? Well, this was his nephew that was there watching the whole thing. Now, why didn't they step in right away? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. These guys related to David like Abishai, they all heard of the exploits or the wonderful things that David did, how he defeated uh, another giant. And he was just, a, I was going to say, just a little guy. He's young. I don't know just how old he'd be, but he was a teenager as far as we know at the time he met Goliath. All right. So if we read that and compare it with this part in 2 Samuel, we find quite a difference as to dependence upon God in the person of David. Now, we don't have to turn to 1 Samuel 17, I believe that's where that's found, that how did David come about to defeat Goliath? Answer, yeah. He picked up some stones and what did he say? David said to Goliath, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. 
This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. And he went on to say, what's going to be? I'm trusting the Lord. And that's how I'm going to beat you. He said that to Goliath. Here in 2 Samuel uh, 21, there's none of that. Now, they could have left it out from the writing. But, do you know there's something, we get careless as Christians, I believe it's a lesson for us. Sometimes we can get careless in our Christian life to the place where we don't trust the Lord like we did before. These guys were looking, or looking at the fight, looking at the battle. They're not going to help David right now because he's a winner, you know. He was just a young guy when he de defeated a guy just as big as this guy. And that time he only had a sling. Now look what he's got. He's got a spear. He's got a sword. He can do it. Let's watch him. Let's watch him do it. But what's missing here was, I come to you in the name of the Lord. Like the first time? His dependence clearly was on God. And these people, he's, been, he's done it before. And maybe David had similar ideas. I don't know. I've done it before. I can do it again. That was the big mistake. You've done it before. That was with the Lord's help. Are you going to do it without the Lord's help? Now, my thinking of this and uh, in re reading between the lines, as they say, is that when we put the things together, two happenings that David was played out, very tired, and this giant, the wording is, thought to have slain David. In the immediate, the giant thought, yeah, I'm getting the best of this guy. He's getting tired, and maybe he even knocked him down with a spear because it talks from about his spear and now his new sword. We believe that, I believe that's when Abishai stepped in. He, he didn't step in when the battle was on. But there was a time period in there when he did step in. Because he knew if he didn't, he was going to be slain. He was going to see his uncle dead. Now, there's more of that though. You see, they even scolded him a little bit. The following verses. It says in verse 17... Then the men of David swear unto him, saying, You won't come with us anymore. You won't come with us, don't come with us to the battle anymore. And look at the next part. That you quench not the light of Israel. Wouldn't it be something in stories today? We read of, we read of David trusting the Lord and Goliath was slain. Before the end of his life, we read of David being slain by a giant. That would not be a good story. 
Was God on David's side yet? Yes. But sometimes even when God is on our side, people, we tend to be alone. We tend to uh, go on our own strength because we've done it before, we'll do it again. Even in preaching, that's so. You pray a lot when you're, when, uh, you're afraid, you know. I do. I'm meeting a lot of people, and I know that these, a lot of these people are not with me in the gospel. Uh, I preach to sometimes, you know, a lot of people. I've preached, I've been asked in funerals to speak, and there'll be lots of people there who, who are captive audience at this time. That is, they wouldn't be there to come and listen to the gospel, but they came there because somebody, a relative, had died. Now, that's not all that easy to preach to those guys. So I come in the name of Jesus Christ. Because of his strength, I can talk to these people. The filling of the Holy Spirit is important at all times. Depending upon the Lord day by day and in uh, issues like uh, speaking the gospel, teaching people, just because we've done it before doesn't mean we can just do it again and it works. I've learned that some time ago that, yeah, I preached before. I'm preaching again, but I'm trusting the Lord just as much as I preached first time. And I know God can speak to you through these things. Now, a lot of you, as I say, as I asked here, may not have heard this story before. But there it is, and the lessons we can get from it. If you're defeated as a Christian, okay, listen to this. If you're defeated, it kind of takes out even the goodness of the past. You've done good up to now and you're defeated. That's why I say you quench the light. You're, the light that's been shining from you, people have seen. And then you let, let him down at the end. It's not good. You keep a testimony, a light burning. You're going to have to depend on the Lord like you did the first day. To the last day. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. I know that as we listen to things like that, we're, we should know, we're responsible to God. No matter what area in our life from day one till, till now. We should depend on the Lord for whatever we're doing. Wherever we go and what we're doing for to uh, get the gospel out to people. You help in getting the gospel out to people. All that. We need to trust the Lord for that. And 
By the way, he encourages us to do so. That we quench not the light that we had before. Thank you, Bill. Did today's Bible story and lesson hit home for you today? Do you have some giants in your life that are defeating you? Do you use to depend on God for victory in life, but lately you haven't kept in step with him? Perhaps you've never depended on God. Whether you want to return to God or start walking with him, the best day to do it is today. If you'd like to talk about your relationship with God or discuss some of the giant-sized issues in life, please give us a call. Before we hear from the singing hills, Bill has a final word of encouragement for you. We got to think according to what God is saying. And that'll keep us going for Him. God bless you good. God help us to understand, not to go on our own strength, but the strength of the Lord. We're all on a journey And we're called to walk by faith There'll always be the mountains And valleys in our way But right here in this moment May our strength be renewed As we recall what God has done And how we've seen Him move If there's anybody here who's found Him faithful Anybody here who knows He's able Say If there's anybody here who's seen his power, anybody here brought through the fire, say amen. Anybody here found joy in the midst of sorrow, peace in the storm, hope for tomorrow, and you've seen it time and time again, just say amen. Through the darkness, it gets hard to see. But be bold and courageous and follow where He leads. Greater is the one who's in us than he who's in the world. So, child of God, remember the battle is the Lord's. If there's anybody here who's him faithful, anybody here who knows he's able, say amen. If there's anybody here who's seen his power, anybody here brought through the fire, say amen. Anybody here found joy in the midst of Store, hope for tomorrow, and you've seen it time and time again. Just say amen. Just stand and testify of the greatness.
Tomorrow, hope for tomorrow. 